Hello everyone and welcome to the latest of the Echoes Everton podcast. Me, Phil Kirkbride, uh, Greg O'Keefe, Tony Scott and joining us uh, today as we look ahead to Norwich's Ian Kroll. Um, there is obviously a huge and sort of, I was going to say divisive, but it's sort of, it's sort of uh, not particularly divisive, it's a talking point that's come from the weekend. I mean, we, we sort of, uh, we debated Tim Howard's form going into Saturday's game at Arsenal. Um, Greg... Obviously, we all know what happened. He and and the sort of scrutiny now he now finds himself under after two terrible sort of judgments. You know, two moments of poor performance from the goalkeeper, which effectively have cost um, contributed anyway to sort of evidence downfall at the Emirates. But I was sort of keen to focus on well, Roberto Martinez has confirmed this morning that Joel Robles will play tomorrow night. Is Joel Robles good enough? to take Howard's place permanently? For me, the jury's out on that question because you've seen what overall a mixed bag from, from Joel. You've seen good and you've seen bad, particularly when he hit first, got his chance, uh, he was awful. Let's let's not, in the rush to condemn Howard, which I think is fair enough, yeah. given how he's been equally poor this season. You have to look back to when Joel came in the likes of the Emirates uh, a couple of seasons ago. He was a bag of nerves. He, he was hopeless and, and he was he was going to cost Everton then. Mm. However, then, in his, to his credit, last season he got a run in the team and came on leaps and bounds and all of a sudden looked like someone who could challenge and push Tim Howard. I think, if, if I look at them, they're both a bit suspect in terms of commanding the six-yard box. I'm, not, I'm neither convinced by you know, either one of them in that respect. I think Robles' kicking's better I think his footwork and his, his sort of distribution in that respect is better. And I think his distribution in terms of like bowling it out to his either flank is a bit sharper as well. He seems mm. to have a longer throw for me and a bit more savvy in that regard. So probably at the moment, I think he's a credible alternative. The interesting thing is Martinez keeps talking about, you know, how he, well, he has said in the past by how Robles is really pushing Howard for his spot. But his selection hasn't suggested that at all. No. His selection in the league... When it matters, if you like, although you know the cup matters just as much, arguably more this season in some ways, suggest how it is number one. Will that still be the case after Saturday? Who knows? But you know, a lot of fans in our, in our poll online, eighty-six percent, have said it shouldn't be, and I, I find it hard to disagree with them. Tony, do you feel now that Tuesday night against Norwich has got to be an opportunity for Joel to stake a claim for Sunderland on on Sunday? Yeah, most definitely. I think. Come back to what Greg said then, Roberto Martinez has got to take a share of the responsibility in this. Tim Howard, um, last season, we've seen Joel play a couple of games in, a couple of clean sheets, confidence is brewing, and the next minute Tim Howard all of a sudden finds himself back back in the team, and that sends a really bad message out for me that is it, it just depends on, you can, doesn't matter if you can play, you can get man of the match in the next three games. If someone's back in for your team, it's just the confidence has just gone then out of Joel. I think what he needs is a run in the team. Um, what he did get is a run in the team last season, and he, he done really well for me. As I said, three clean sheets, one in the derby as well, which which um, brought him to the, to fruition. So yeah, um, I think Roberto Martinez has got to take responsibility in this the way he's dealt with it. Does that? I mean, look, Martinez will see Joel and knows Joel better than than us. Is that was that not a signal and a kind of a what? Uh, flagging it up that actually he doesn't have the faith in Robles to be his long-standing number one by taking him back out of the team because he did very well, as you say. But was that a signal of Roberto saying, 
actually you, you're not you're not a viable alternative long term. Well, he must have been to have kept them clean sheets on the on the spin. We see we seen him for ourselves last season. The, the lad's done really well in goal. Obviously, when he's getting thrown in the odd league game and the, and the odd cup game, then he's having to prove himself in the space of ninety minutes. It's mm. impossible for a goalkeeper to do that. But when you're getting a run of games, your confidence is only going to get better and better. And we've seen that last season. But what he's done to him last season, he just literally just his confidence was shot after that. And Tim Howard is basically saying it doesn't matter how bad you play, your your shirt still hurts him, and that's what's happened. Mm. So I think Roberto Martinez has got to take um, some responsibility. So in either this. that's a mistake by Martinez, which you know he, he should be made to answer for, or what he's not saying because he's not the type to really hang players out to dry is. Rob Les isn't good enough to replace him. For me though as well, it's it's a case of it's a weird one because Martinez bought Rob Les. It's not as if you know. He was there before he came. He came in as you know an up and coming keeper, and the fact that last season he played three or four games—I can't remember exactly how many it was—and played very well and then was off the team. It's got to be a case of blind faith in Tim Howard. You know, it's gonna be—it's gonna sound harsh, and probably a lot of Everton fans will agree with me. But Howard is literally going through a, a publicised decline at the minute. And it's not fair on him either, really. He's he's been a quality saving for Everton Football Club, and all right, he's been poor. He, we we know he's been poor, but that's got to be down to Roberto Martinez. That it's got to be mismanage mismanagement. But don't forget, this isn't a case of this season. It was last season yeah, as well. We've seen yeah. a lot of mistakes in this game. Yeah. So this isn't this isn't just over the last ten games. This has been happening last season. So I think Roberto Martinez, as as you said before, he's got to take responsibility for this. And it, he's got to solve this. He's got to solve this problem now. I, th- I think for me, if you're Martinez, you're looking at factors which affect your decision making. Howard, I said this last week again. Excuse me for repeating myself. Howard declaring that he's now intent on playing for his country again. If I, if I'm Martinez, I'm thinking, okay, I respect that decision. I'm going to buy a new number one in January, because the reason he stopped playing for his country, we believe, was to limit the effect of all the travel and the extra matches on his ability to perform in the Premier League. I find it ironic that, that Tim's talking about you know, renewing those international um, responsibilities when he's arguably his, his worst ever point in the Premier League in terms of performances. I think that sends a message to Martinez, and I hope it's one he's already addressing. I need to sign the long-term number one sooner rather than later. Phil, just a question for you. Do you think Roberto maybe regrets not going out and getting a big... Goalkeeper in the summer just gone. Well, he was he was close in January actually, and then ironically, I think Joel's performances convinced him that actually he probably had enough strength in depth for the time being. I actually thought he was going to pursue that in in the summer, um, given the season that Tim had had, and he, as far as I'm aware, he didn't. Now, as we said last week, I think he would be a remissive. Roberto not to be if he hasn't already looked at it to be pursuing that this January or in next summer because regardless of if if you take away Howard's performances of late and maybe a bit further back into last season his age says as we all we've mentioned he's he's coming towards the end of his career anyway so whether whether or not Roberto sees that the academy keepers are strong enough but it's too early to tell because you know they they get they get shipped out on loan to non-league and try you know you know they're all very young I think he's got to look and bring in somebody, and 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 he was looking and speaking about bringing in a goalkeeper of 
sort of 24, 25, somebody that could develop in two or three years into Everton's goalkeeper for the next next decade, you see. So I would be amazed if it wasn't back on the agenda. I don't think there's anything wrong in that, though, but I think if someone, you know, a current squad player is not in good form, then, you know, it needs to be looked at and addressed and need to be dropped. You know, Robles played fantastic them three, four games. All right, the first game in the Europa League, he was a bit... Well, yeah, dodgy, wasn't I was going to say, yeah, uh, people do forget that that game against Krasnodar, yeah, it stinked. He, 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 <laughs> he did, but you know that was ni- over ninety minutes, and any kind of grew in, mm. grew into his uh, into form, and you know that West Ham game. All right, we got beat, I know, but he was just yeah, himself he was, standing, he was wasn't terrific, he? Yeah. So you can see he's got the ability. We're not talking about an eighteen-year-old kid here. Mm. He, this lad's played in FA Cup finals, think Europa League mm-hmm. finals as well for Atletico Madrid. So he's not, he has got experience there. He's got all the credentials to be so. I'd, I'd really love to see him giving a good crack at the whip and there's your next 10 games there. Previously. Playing devil's advocate, purely just, just for the interest of debate, does Joel deal any better with those balls into the box? I think a, a keeper on form should be clearing those those balls out, should be clearing Jury with that, Koscielny should be flattened, mm. not Chagielka. Yeah. Just what we've seen, Rob Lezen, we've you know, aerially and from crosses, is he dealing any better with him? I'm just putting that out there. I, yeah, I think, I'm, I'm not convinced he is. I've looked. I'm not convinced he is. Maybe he's not, but I think what when I see Tim Howard in goal, he just looks minute in the in the yeah, frame. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. in Joel, there's a bit of a presence about him. And I think centre forwards will, yeah, will look to go. Do you know what? I don't. Maybe. I might go for this header because. Joel's a big presence, whereas in Tim Howard, he's not co- going to come out and flatten anyone, is he? Yeah. Whereas in Joel's got a presence behind him, and I think the defenders are... You can see in John Stones and Phil Jagielka when them goals went in, they just turned and looked at him on the floor. They, they sort of... They, their games are going at the back as well. It's interesting Martinez was keen, because he, you know he's very loyal to his players, isn't he? But he was keen to spread the net in terms of distribute the blame. Has he got a point? He, what he said was, and I think... For him, it was very revealing. It was almost outspoken in terms of crit- criticism. You know, he didn't hide from the fact that Howard was was far from ideal for those two goals or actions, as Martinez would probably refer to them as. But he did say the defence. I mean, what do you reckon? So, John Stones, there you go. I mean, Jackie Elke, recently the England captain, they didn't cover themselves in glory. They, they didn't, to be honest. And as I said, John Stones and Phil Jagielka are partly responsible for them goals. But when you're looking for, for your goalkeeper to just come out and take everyone out and I think with a decent goalkeeper behind them they're that Everton's defence they've got like four four great defenders there and they shouldn't be leaking goals like that if they've got a decent presence behind them a goalkeeper that can demand crosses that's got some I don't know an aura about them then is that is that a dying attribute in in modern modern Premier League goalkeeping though coming out for crosses have you seen Petr Cech is he not the exception to you know, do do managers now because of the way the game's going look look more at you know when the way because you can't always get a perfect goalkeeper because not every mm, club can afford yeah. one. So the goalkeepers go, their managers go right. I'm going to prioritise shot stopping and ability with with his feet. And because of the way the game's going, you know, there's more teams like to pass it. You know that type of culture's coming to the British game. Do they go? Oh, he's he's five six out of ten on crossing, but. You know his ability to shot some ability with his feet is outweighs it. A little, yeah. You know, I mean, is that? I think all goalkeepers have got to be good shot stoppers. Mm. Every single one of them. That's that, that's just basic. That should be a given for me. Um, Tim Howard is is distribution isn't the best as well, is it? To be honest, it's not, it's not I think he hasn't even got that going for him at the moment. If you're looking for one of his main attributes, what are they? Mm. But as I said, it'll be interesting to see how Joel 
just on, on against Norwich and I'd love to see that. One point I would sort of have to make really going looking ahead, getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but at Sunderland next Sunday, is that we've heard the news and we'll talk about it in more depth that Phil Jagielka is going to be missing for between eight and nine weeks. That takes a huge chunk of an experienced character out of your back four. At the moment then, we're saying that you know if, if we take Robles in the team, we've got Robles in goal, Seamus at right back, then Stones, Murray, and then Galloway. That's a very inexperienced back five, if you like. Mm. Is that a factor why maybe he looks at keeping Howard in? I don't know. Surely you, can't, alone you can't just stay there for experience, surely. I think as well the fact that the League Cup is... The League Cup is tomorrow. That saved Martin is a big decision. Because I think Joe was always going to play in the League Cup anyway. So I think the big decision will come on Tuesday, what he does. If he has a good game, you mean the, well, decision it, is the big decision Sunday, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because if it was a league game tonight, mm. for me, yeah, yeah. I, like, I wouldn't say I'd want this, but I'd say Martinez would pick Howard. Mm. You might, yeah. yeah that, would be, that would be, I guess, if Joel plays well against Norwich, then I guess, as you say, mm. the big one would be, what, 12.30 on Sunday when the team sheet drops. I suppose in. the good news for Martinez in that respect is it's a proper test for Robles against the Premier yeah, League side. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like they're playing a League One team whereby he could do well but not really be tested. Having said that, against the Championship team, he kept Devon in it. You know, they already scored the first goal in the last round. Yeah. But Robles made two really good saves yeah, in the first yeah, half. Yeah. It could have been a lot worse. You yeah. know? And the issue with Joel as well, you say, is he good enough? Mm. You know, is he better than Howard? Does he command his area? The answer is no one knows because he's never really been given a proper chance. Yeah. He's had three or four games and what, what we saw was all positive. But he's never been given a chance to see what he can actually do. And he needs to be given a proper run now in the yeah. team. Like I said, I saw him on Tuesday for the 21s. He looked sharp. He didn't have a great deal to do, but pulled off near the end. It's a terrific save from um, Schalke forward, Clancy's header. So he looks, look, he, he's ready, if you know what I mean. So we'll, hopefully we'll... Interesting, Phil. Do you think if, if Joel does play well on Tuesday, mm. can, can you really see Roberto starting him? It's a million-dollar question, though, isn't it? Because I don't think so. Because what what game did was it was it Chelsea away? Did Howard come back yeah. in last season and, and a huge debate wasn't there? And you know had, Howard was criticised for the goal. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, if he does, I think it's a line. It almost feels like it's a line in the sand, doesn't it? If, mm. he, if he dropped Howard for the league game on Sunday, it's not as you know it's not because of an injury or a suspension. It's it's purely form, and that is a big statement. So I think it will. I genuinely don't. But know. the opposite side of that. Sorry, the flip side of that, if he starts with Howard again, what message does that send out again? That message mm. to me yeah. sends out is that it doesn't matter. You can make as many mistakes as you want. You're my number one. Yeah, yeah. That's, worry, what it, that's the message I, it sends out I, to me. You sometimes worry externally because you know Howard's a dominant personality. He's part of the... I don't think Everton is a dressing room which is formed in clicks, in fairness. However, he's one of those characters in the dressing room who's been there longer than most others. I think this is an opportunity for Martinez to show his strength and just to underline to anyone in that squad who's in charge, yeah, he's popular, yeah, he's well thought of, yes, they will have a relationship in terms of, like, they'll have an understanding, and Jaggy Elk has spoken about it a lot, whereby him and Howard are in sync. Well, that's all well and good, but you haven't proven that lately. For me, no-one's undroppable. You know, if Jaggy Elk was having a stinker, you're captain. Is it, is it fair to say... It- He's got. He has got a degree of previous though, Martinez. You know, he phased Distan out when Distan wasn't good enough anymore. Mm. So, I mean, sentiment maybe doesn't. You know, he's, he's a romantic. Yeah. He's a romantic yeah. kind of romanticized sort of fella. You know, he he speaks as he does about football. But maybe when it's maybe he has got ruthless streak when it needs to be done. Interestingly, so, what do you think? 
the players think of this? <laughs> Cranky. <laughs> Again, good question. I, I, seriously, I'd like I, to... Th- as you say, the body language on, on Saturday after the goals winning wasn't great, was it? No, you know, they, they stood there and they, they looked yeah, at him on, while yeah, he was on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Stones' reaction. Stones was... just literally glazed at him. And, what, where was you? Yeah, where was the goalkeeper there? Yeah, I, I, he should have stayed on his man, John Stones, don't get me wrong, but yeah. he looked at Tim Howard on the floor and he went, where are you? Mm. It's, it's, it, we're not asking for world-class saves, we're, we're looking for just basic goalkeeping, balls in the box, it, and he's, he, he's coming nowhere. Mm. But let's hopefully Joel really play well, and I really hope he does on Tuesday, and then he can keep his place, because I'd like to see that, I really would. Mm. And looking on to Norwich on, on Tuesday, how do you see that one going, Phil? Well, we were hoping for a, re- a reaction, weren't we, the Emirates, but I'm stupidly confident, but mm. um, I just think that Norwich are, if you if you put pressure on them and get at them, I don't think they've got, from what I've seen, strength of character or the quality to really sort of fight back. You know how Everton have started fast at Goodison, hasn't always panned out in the end, but I feel that if, if Everton can score early, Put pressure, and I just don't see Norwich having the sort of the will and the, and the spirit to get back into it. To be honest, especially if Goodison's rocking. Do you think this is an ideal fixture for Everton, Greg? To bounce back. I mean, it's useful to to be at Goodison, isn't it? And to under the lights, the prospect of a quarter final, uh, the reward if you can get through it against a side who've leaked goals. So it's might not be ideal given the the mood after after Saturday, but it's. It's a good way to prove that the momentum hasn't completely stalled. Something I was going to bring up, I may as well bring it up now, which, you know, it'd be interesting to see what you, what you think. People have spoken about this start of the season being a good start of the season. One of the lads on, on the desk pointed out that at this stage last season, we had exactly the same amount of points as we have now. Wasn't it just as hard a start last season, though? But last season, the start of the season was, it, it wasn't, but it was spoken about as being really poor. It's perceptions, weird, isn't it? No, it's been a weird one, hasn't it? Because there's been so much optimism around the place. And then obviously the past two games, United and Arsenal. And then everyone's just a bit low now. Because really we, we didn't play well against United. We didn't start great against Arsenal. The second half was maybe a little bit better. But you know, going into a game, a cup game obviously against Norwich, I mean, League Cup and Everton just don't go, do they? Mm-hmm. So for me... I try to be positive, but I, I just don't know what's going to happen. I just I just don't know. I'm open for the best. Well, I agree, and <laughs> you worry that that sort of not knowing those nerves might transmit to the crowd. I hope not, because that's the last thing, because Everton has shown that if the crowd start getting on the back and getting nervy, it's not a very um, conducive atmosphere. No, it's not. Can I just state as well, one player who's seemed to be getting, quietly getting some criticism at the moment, and I can see where they're coming from, is James McCarthy. He's not playing as well as what the James McCarthy that we know. I've, for me, he's, he's, he's sort of turning into Liverpool's Jordan Henderson, where he's just running about off the ball, not doing much with it. Phil, can you see any any improvements in James's game, especially over these last couple of games? Because for me, I, I can sort of agree with these Everton fans. That what's he bringing to the table lately? He's just For me, he's just running about the pitch. I actually thought in the second half he got better because... He, I don't know what he's really been instructed to or he just took it upon himself. He was actually getting more involved in the attack. He actually was getting the ball and driving forward and trying to get Liddale Lefebvre into better positions. I think he kind of got swamped up in the whole kind of malaise of the first half where Everton weren't particularly good and Arsenal were just like cruising, weren't mm. they? And I think he found it difficult to kind of stem the tide 
a great but a great deal. But I don't think he was particularly poor on Saturday. I mean, I, I, I'll happily prove wrong on that. But do you think Greg he's doing more off the ball than what he's doing on it? Because he's not when he's getting the ball. You're looking to he's, he's just doing nothing for me at the moment. It strikes me that James McCarthy is the sort of player everyone sings about and it, and is complimentary about when you're in a winning team. Now, that sounds like I'm stating the obvious, but bear with me. When you've won, it's like, it's almost a natural... Oh, and McCarthy was everywhere. He covered every blade of grass. He did this, he did that. He was keeping them ticking over. Well, let's analyse those qualities. He had his energy. He got about, and he played the ball simple. They're the things that we've come to expect from him. And what you said, running about, like, you know, just for the sake of it, that, on a good day, when everyone's happy, is construed as he was everywhere, mm. he's dynamic, his energy's brilliant... And then all of a sudden, if he's just giving it, getting it and giving it and keeping it simple, if you're winning, that's a brilliant quality. For me, though, it's price tag and all we t- we hear about him. And Preno made this point first a couple of weeks ago, to be fair. I want to see a bit more. I want to see what we've, the little flickers of the goal against United. The goal against, was it Hull? Yeah. Last season. Last the he got, it seems to me he might have that in his locker. Might have that in his locker. I don't know or not if, if or not he's being constrained by, as Phil said, it might be true, what he's being asked to do or not asked to do. Is it because he's always having to kind of, I think you've hinted to in the past, babysit Gareth Barry? I don't know. I don't know without being in the manager's mind uh, what's happening. But for me, though, he's either being wasted or he hasn't really got the full range of attributes that we'd hoped he might. I think when you see a player like McCarthy and he came in and he, he did really well, you'd expect a player like that to kick on. And for whatever reason, you know, he hasn't got on to, you know, not say world-class, because I don't think he's world-class, but maybe just under world-class. And I don't know whether as well injuries have, haven't helped. You know, you read all the time that he's having to hold back in training, stuff like that. Um, but he was never one of those players that, you know, would be able to pick a pass out or like he scored that great goal against United. And I agree with you, Greg. When he did that, I was like, this lad could have it. This lad could have it. Um, I don't know, it's a tough one. I wouldn't single him out for criticism alone. I just think the team as a whole over the past two to three games have started off poor. And for me, I not, don't want to slag Martinez off because I've supported him since he's come. But his inability to motivate the players at the start of a game has become a concern. We have to goal, go a goal two down before we even look like we want to win the game. For me, West Brom... Great second half performance, but to go two goals down and then win three two, I'd say we got lucky in the end. We did, and then we got we got found out against United and we got found out against Arsenal as well. So and they're the teams that you want to be competing against, not West Brom. So that's interesting, isn't it? We've conceded the first against eight, eight times in twelve. Eight times in twelve. Well, that's, that's not good enough. Uh, we can't afford to keep on doing that. It's, it's the interesting point Phil's spoken about it, and obviously his insight into how the dressing room works. You know, Martinez likes a calm, focused. Not understated, but a dressing room by everyone before the kick-off knows their role. They think about what they're going to do with the ball. Very kind of like, I should say, considered robotic even. He doesn't want players bouncing around, thumping the walls, turning up, blaring music. Come on, we're going to get at them. Fine, I respect that and I think there's a lot to be said for that. But I wonder if the intensity of the Premier League and how games start, and there's very little any, very little respite, I wonder if you need to temper his approach a bit because Everton's starting games so slowly there's got to be a balance once again they're not Barcelona they're not going to control the game from the very first whistle to the last because the players are that good have they got to have a balance of intensity 
Is it? This sounds like it's a very obvious thing. Is there a greater role maybe for Duncan Ferguson to play in motivation, if it is motivation? I agree. Well, I remember uh, Ferguson's testimonial, and Phil, I think you made the comment that his, uh, his speech on the on the touchline was probably the best team talk that anyone could have given the club at the start of that season. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. With what, I mean, I don't I don't know what obviously he's a coach, but Ferguson's like primary role. Does he speak to the players? Does he motivate the players? He's a coach, isn't he? So yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think he would either consider it his place unless asked to say anything before a match, particularly in you know as much as he he was he's come from an era where maybe those type of pre-match call to arms were the norm. He he will fully respect that that's not the way it is now. Um, I just think I just think the players have got to take it upon themselves to set a tempo. And an atmosphere. I don't think it's. I don't necessarily agree that it's fully down to the manager to do that because the old cliche once across the white line, so to speak. I think Everton have got to, especially on Tuesday, start with a tempo and start with an intent. And whether that, you know, I understand the manager probably wants them to, you know, dictate the dictate the play, keep hold of the ball. But there's nothing wrong as they've shown and they've shown adaptability and flexibility. Pump it into the channel get Rom's leg stretch and just show those centre-halves who's boss here. An early run for Rom, shrugging off the defender, getting the ball, holding it up, will do wonders Especially for Especially a home on the lights. Think, I just think it's yeah. so simple and it sounds archaic and really sort of old-fashioned, but I just think everybody would be right up for it then. Well, what you're saying is right, though, because it's not as if we haven't done that this season. Southampton away, you know, that run, that run from Romelu Lukaku yeah. in the first half and Southampton was, was scared. Yeah, I think it was a turning point last season. It was West Ham, wasn't it? And the kind of went... And the manager even sort of admitted that you know they're going to have to be more flexible and ch- change it up, and they have done mo- more or less most times we've played since that point. I just think you know let's let's go forward and let's not you know early on let's just show them we're up we're up for this. We're going to you know we're taking the game to you. We're not going to be tippy tapping it around and and try to be cautious. This is a cup tie. Let's let's kind of give it that feel. You know, but Tuesday I think uh, the Norwich game on Tuesday is massive. It's it's massive for Everton. Obviously, it's a quarter-final if we get through and all things like that, but I think it'll depend on... We've had a decent start, in my opinion, considering the fixtures, but if this goes the other way round on Tuesday, then it's a bad start. That's how that's how crucial I, I rate this fixture. It's it's a big one for me. Yeah, Obviously, Everton should sail through. You're looking at Norwich. They're not the best of teams. Everton should be putting three or four past these if you look at it. But... It is a massive, massive game for me. It'll and it'll put pressure on Roberto if Everton don't perform on tu- on Tuesday. It will. Do you think it'll put pressure on him, Greg? I honestly don't know what would what would have to happen to put pressure on him because it would be uncharted territories for the board at Everton. I don't, I don't know what would put pressure on him. I'm not being glib. If I they got beat, I don't know. I I can never see a set of circumstances bar and relegation. That would see Roberto Martinez sacked. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it'll be to the point where, you know, the board are gonna have to sack him. I think it'll have to be a point where Everton are relegated. It's or funny. On the verge of relegation. It's funny though. Every other club, you know, you hear about pressure on the managers, don't you? Maybe that motivates yeah. the manager. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because then, alternatively, sorry, tell people say it's a great thing about this stability and this belief and this core. Belief in Martinez, I'm sure that helps him a lot. But you know, he doesn't strike me as someone who ever lacks motivation. He's so positive. Maybe you know, everyone, everyone at that club needs a little bit of pressure. I think there'll be pressure, pressure from the fans if we go out. 
again, it's going to be another another cup competition where we've gone out potentially another year without a tro- trophy because we're not going to win the league, obviously. And then it's it's down to the FA Cup and then just throwing your eggs in, in one basket. Then I, I think mean, I think privately they all know, including the manager, how important this one is. Oh yeah, I, I I don't have any doubts. He won't say it publicly, but but I can't say it's if we get beat, I can't seeing it being to the point where he would no. be sacked. No, no, or, we could, or we could win and sail through to the quarterfinals and be uh, rejoicing. Yeah, about, yeah. <laughs> about I think, that. No, I think we will win. No, I, do. I think we'll win. I think they've shown in the League Cup, me stupid in the League Cup this season, a bit of a, a might might be something special on the card. The although, resilience. Although going back to, to the early point, in the two League, the League Cup games we've had this season, we've gone behind. Yeah. So, uh, expect to go behind. Wouldn't it be nice to see that off, please? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice go, to see go it ahead, straight forward? Go ahead, even more. Go and another one, and another one. I'll do. Not yeah, that'll do, yeah. yeah. Phil, can you see any players coming into the fold? Obviously, Gazbari's going to be suspended. Uh, I reckon Tom Cleverley might play. Yeah. In place of Gazbari's. Um, I hope Coney gets a chance. I do. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's interesting what about Coney. I don't know. I'm... I don't know if, you're, if he should be on the bench. Is the kind of something to come on later on if 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 necessary? I don't know. I I thought Lennon was disappointing on Saturday. I was really disappointed with him. So maybe that that might force the manager's hand. In that I think respect. the likes of Osman they come in. Nah. No, no, Leon Osman. <laughs> no, he just seems to be. Nah. He's just been frozen out completely, hasn't he? I don't. That's I, a weird one. I'd be surprised. I think he's yeah. got to go as strong as possible. Last season, yeah. Often, Last season he was coming off the bench and changing yeah, games. Terrific, yeah. He's had, I think he's had a couple of niggles, hasn't he? So I don't think he's been fully fit. But yeah, I don't, I don't see so, him being thrown in because he didn't even play for the twenty ones in the week. So mm. I don't, I think it'd be a gamble just throwing him straight in. Yeah. Um, I expect it to be a very similar team to what played. Maybe Morales might play. I thought he looked lively when he came on. I've been disappointed with Morales for quite a while now, but. Yeah. I thought he looked lively at Arsenal, so maybe maybe a chance for him instead of Lennon. How do we think Jerry did? Just quickly, I I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was good. Yeah, I thought he was really good. I think I think he um, tormented Arsenal's defence. He didn't give them a minute's piece for the full game when he was on. He was up and down. He, he looked the one. He was trying to create something yeah. all the time. Forever looked really dangerous. I was really impressed with. Him. I thought that because it was weird. I saw a few comments on social media and a lot of people were criticising him, and I just thought, well, I don't know where that's. That's coming from. He looked like the only one that was yeah. going to do something. Mm. Even if his cross was poor, it was in the box. It was, you know, making the Arsenal players think, worrying them. For me, I'd probably keep him on the bench t- t- tonight. Sorry, tomorrow, and he'd be a starter for, for Saturday. Well, I'd, I'd I'd play him. I think we've got enough time before Sunday's game to recover. So I think he's a young lad. I'd just play him. So we just start with Delafeu and Lennon Morales. Morales. Yeah, but with Morales, I think he showed for the first time this season something about himself on on uh, on Saturday. So I'd be tempted to play him. Just a quick one before we wrap up: Everton's corner kicks. <laughs> it's a big game. Um, it's kicks. a big talking debate that everyone's talking about. It's a waste of time, isn't it, Greg Everton, even taking a corner kick these days? It's been a redundant set piece since he walked into into the managerial hot seat. I can count on one hand the amount of effective corner kicks. That one Lukaku scored from in the derby. Jacks has scored from one. Yeah, <laughs> but that's Europe probably players season. reverting to type, really, and they're woeful. But I just, I'd sooner. I sound like an old man, but the ability to kick a ball into the box <laughs> over the first defender can't be that difficult. Well, Leighton Baines has used to be brilliant. Yeah. But even when he was fit, is when beating the first man. But I'd sooner they literally went from the corner right back to the goalkeeper because at least we keep possession. <laughs> but Martinez has hinted at that in the past. He just feels it's a, a way of giving away possession. Yeah, but we. But uh, he, yeah, I talk, uh, you know what you're saying there. But 
if, if you've made the decision to put the ball into the box with the idea of somebody getting their head on it, that's not down to like... Well, it's a chance, isn't it, to score? So that, that's just score. basic footy, isn't it? Yeah. Did John Stone score from one against Man United? He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. He did. Jags yeah. in Europe. Well, it's yeah. happened. Yeah. Southampton as well. Yeah. 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 There's quite a few last season. Yeah, yeah. yeah they've been dying. They, they, have, they have been <laughs> a total waste of time, haven't they? I'd be interested to see across the Premier League, by the way, Squawk or something like that, how many goals are scored direct from corners these days? We'll be bottom of the pile. We are. We would be bottom yeah. of the pile, no yeah. doubt. But as Phil said, you know, Premier League football is changing, isn't it? So and I'll tell you what, we would be as conceding them from set pieces as well. We went up there as well. <laughs> you can't let it go. Predictions, <laughs> <laughs> Philip, for um, Tuesday? Um, Everton to... Norwich City nil. Ian? I've just got a funny feeling it's going to go into extra time. Oh, don't I, say that. <laughs> I try, I, I, you know me. I, I've I'm got deadlines here. I'm trying to be positive, but i just got a funny feeling that it might may go into extra time. Greg? With a win. Of course. For the Blues. <laughs> Everton 3, Norwich City 1. Three set pieces, yeah. Well, I'll, 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 um, I'm, I fully agree with Greg. I think Everton will go for, um, come from behind yet again. they win this one 3-1. Excellent. Well, fingers crossed we're all proven correct and uh, thank you very much for listening for this week's podcast and uh, we'll meet again on uh, later in the week to discuss this Sunderland game. Nu BTW Nijweken bij Beddereus. Ontvang 21% BTW-korting op alles. Kijk dus op beddereus.nl of kom naar een van onze Beddereus winkels.